With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Middlesex County Cricket League podcast. The season is over. We've had 18 weeks more or less of cricket. The ups and downs were all decided on Saturday. So Salman Ali from North London and myself, we've got plenty to get our teeth into. Sal, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, Dad. How's your tour of the West Coast going of the <laughs> United States? It's nearly at an end, mate. I've moved from Sin City to Las Vegas, from Sin City to Los Angeles, and the weather is still good. There would have been plenty of cricket played here on Saturday, but back to the UK on Monday and to, to normality. And how about you? How, were you? how was your weekend? Where did you stand? I was at in Mitchell Hill, which we can play to in Division 1, or Baxter. Cool. So a game with a little bit on it. We can get to that. Yes, sure, yes. A bit later. I think we've got to start this week, Sal, in the Prem. There was a game yesterday that reminded me of an Arsenal match, actually. You as an Arsenal fan will remember this one. 1989, Arsenal had to yeah, go to... Yeah, that game. Yeah, to Anfield. It was a shootout. Whoever won, mm. won the league title. Well, back then, the away team... Um, Arsenal famously won 2-0. West Ham won by two clear goals down that day. Yeah. Yeah, one yeah, it wasn't the... just 1-0. We had to win by two clear goals. And the second goal was scored like 93rd minute yeah. by Mickey Thomas, wasn't it? Michael Thomas, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't think we had quite that level of drama at Stanmore Common yesterday, but the top two met and it was a winner-take-all contest and Stanmore came through, didn't they? They did. So congratulations to Stanmore, everyone at the club, Ryan Gold family, lots of people there who've done lots of work behind the scenes, ground staff, etc. So yeah, they, they 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 batted first too. I think it was always a good shout in these kind of games to get the runs on the board and pressure on the side chasing. Posted two seven one for nine. One of the new recruits is yeah, Dan Driscoll. I think he Dan sorry Dan O'Driscoll. He's I think he's a middle six. I'm not sure if he's moved on. Anyway, fantastic innings. 132 at almost a runner ball, aided by the run by Rob Steele and Captain Grant who chipped in with four six and thirty. So that, I mean at two seven one you're looking at a good score, but there is you know you look at North Mid batting line. I mean it is quite star studded cast almost. However, well done to, to the Stanmore bowlers. Just to mention Will Van der Spahn, he took six for forty nine in the Stanmore innings. Alison Queen opened up one hundred and six, so North did have a chance. 
Our wickets kept falling and falling and falling. And in the end, it was fitting that Steve Rygott took a great catch on the boundary to dismiss James Parslow and Northland all out for 2-3-8 in the 48th over. So we now have our Premier League champions of 2023 who are staying with us. said, congratulations, well done. I think it's the first time they've won, obviously, the Premier League format. I'm not sure actually won the old format, but I'm sure they got close. However, it's a great achievement. You know, it's a well-run club, very family-orientated. It's all about sort of the community base as well. And they, they do, obviously, bring some great young players through. And obviously, we've got some good move settings as well. With, you know, with Mark Graham Prakash and Gus Fraser having played there as well. So there's some nice sort of links in Middlesex. Yeah, so well done. And I'm sure the celebration went long into the night last night. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm quite, quite, quite intrigued with their progress this season because they haven't been setting the pace all year, have they? They've come through in the second half of the season. And, and there's been a real sort of team ethic to their performance. I mean, they've obviously got the superstars, you know, the, the Ryan Golds and, and Dan Driscoll, you know, d- done really well. Um, it's been a team a team effort and they've been consistent when other teams have slipped up. Yeah, they, they're sort of just chipping away behind, behind, you know, behind the sort of leading pack. And Northwood obviously there for quite a while. Ron have been up there as well. Ealing sort of floated up there as well for a bit. So there wasn't probably on, the, on many, many people's radar in terms of finishing when they finished. But as you said, the, 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 you know, when the business end comes in the season, they, they come up trumps, haven't they? So, yeah, first Premier League title, Sam Woods put on there. And I guess North Mid will be licking their wounds a bit. I'm sure they'll have taken it very well. They're a great bunch of lads. But, uh, you know, they, they lost their last two. And they had, they had good signs out on, on, on both occasions. And, and, of course, looking at the table, had they won last week in, in week 17 against Twickenham, yesterday would have been irrelevant. They'd have been title, title holders already. So I guess they'll be, they'll be thinking about one that got away. Yeah, definitely. And also, they've actually ended up finishing fifth, which just shows this sort of like the nature of the season, how it's been so close. You know, you start the, the last three weeks of the season top, end up finishing fifth. So there's the real sort of like, you know, sort of build up at the top in terms of points wise. So 98, 96, 95, 94, 92, which is unheard of, really, isn't it, Dan? Yeah. I mean, it's ended. So just it is. We said all the way through that it's been close, but it, it's ended up close, hasn't it? Having said that, Bronsbury have been very much in the mix more or less all season, maybe a little bit to their own surprise. And, and, and they'll be pleased with their finish. They, 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 yeah, Tellington a bit of a whipping, didn't they? Finish second. Yeah, early finish with those guys. Winning by eight wickets. So, yeah, I mean, a great season. I mean, everyone, well, not everyone, but a lot of people would have thought Finch and Bron would be the two that are going to go down. Because traditionally, if you come up, it's always a hard ass to sort of stay in the Prem. But they've had a, a great year. West Morris has led them from the front. You know, bowled some really key spells, ticked some really valuable runs. they got some good young... I mean, what they've done, I think they recruited kind of a younger base player this year, rather than your sort of seasoned league cricketer. They've gone for the young players, brought some over the young players through as well themselves, added a little bit of experience with Morrick and with Paver. So it looks like there's some good work going on behind the scenes there as well. So second play finish for Bronsbury is, is a great achievement. And again, someone they should really, really be happy with. Yeah, I think I, know, I have to admit, I, I, I'm a little surprised to see them do as well as they've done. But at the same time, you know, it's it's not as if it's been a, a surprise to see them come through late. They've been consistent all season. And certainly at home, I think they've been, they've been pretty strong at home and respect due to them for getting as close to winning the title as they have. Third place, Jay Boo. Well, they were, they were impressive in, in Week 18. And of course, they, their victory against Hampstead sees Hampstead join Twickenham in Division 1 next season. I guess yeah. a bit of a surprise. But, but certainly, Jay Boo turned up on, on the down Saturday, 291 versus 204, right? Yeah, it just goes to show you can't rest your lowest trainers as a club. Can't take for granted that you've been a Premier League club for X amount of years and think that's going to be the future and how it is. So, you know, Hampson obviously 
disappointing to go down, but it does show send a message to other clubs as well that you know there's no guarantee where you can end up. Yeah, Shea Bush, so much was Bush, two nine one in their in their game against Hampstead. Although they were in a bit of trouble at one point, they were thirty for four. So Hampstead definitely the driver and seat. But from what I gather, some drop catches. Finch Finch and who made ninety. Hugo Hughes for eighty two, which did leave Hampstead with a mountain to climb. Their availability wasn't great. There was a couple of batters definitely missing, and they ended up two oh four all out. Captain Mabash and Sand tried denying, put it all in rain. So they'll be playing. Deep one cricket next season. Yeah, I take the availability point, but I think in the cold light of day, don't really get relegated on week 18. It's a season-long effort. I mean, of we've course. had it before, yeah. where about a decade or so ago, we got relegated on the last day of the season when we had a Vera Duckworth Lewis target to chase against East Coast, and we were doing it, and then the rain came after 19 overs. Yeah, and you know, people were seething, but you know, in the end, we, we, we were bottom because we hadn't got enough points across the whole campaign. So, I mean, I feel a bit hamstered when, when you can't get your, your whole side out, but that's the way the cards fall, I guess. And, and Chetwood's Bush, they're a good side. You know, they're going to be tough to beat even if you've got your best unit out. And it sounds like, you know, the, the Bush the Bush have not quite been consistent enough to win the league, but I think they, they should still be pretty pleased with a, with a third-place finish, right? They've done pretty well. Yeah, I mean, the last, so I think it's maybe two years at least, they've been up there in the sort of top three, challenging. The, ta- the target for them now is can they actually win the league in the next couple of years? They've got good crop of players, good ages, and there's obviously a lot of pedigree around that club as well in terms of their history. So the plan for them would definitely be saying, can we actually now win the league in terms of where we are as a club? I think they're probably quite happy where we're as a club. But the next step, obviously, is, is having some sort of trophy to, to show for it. Absolutely. See if they can go on to the next level. The other side that that will be looking back on Saturday and and, and thinking, crikey, that was that, that was an opportunity, and we took it. Unlike you know the North Mids or or, or, or Hampstead's, will be will be Finchley. They're basically a great escape sound, man. They, 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 I wouldn't say they're dead and buried at any point, but they've they've been in the bottom two for a long time. But crucially, they're not going to be in the bottom two at the end of week eighteen. Yeah, I mean, I think they're definitely not the Finchley that came up two years ago. And went down they've done again. well, haven't they? Um, they done really well. Yeah, it's a bit more sort of grit about them, a bit more sort of like. Hard, 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 and sort of cricket being played by the guys there. Getting some good players in their side. Went to your place and they went to the green and then quite an easy Richard really winning by six wickets. Dave Burton and Seb Beza Hatchet shared seven wickets between them, took them all out for 100. It, yeah, 100 can always be a tricky case, aren't it? You know, especially when it's your, your survival was dependent on it as well. So there was probably, you know, could be in a few nerves going around, but they sort of got rid of those quite easy and were home inside 15 and a half overs. So I'm sure their eyes will turn to from you. I'd have anywhere. The bush you're playing and hoping that they could actually beat Hampton and obviously that happened. So yeah, Finch will will be happy with their season. Again, looking at the points, they're only one win away from finishing in, in the top six almost. So this goes to show how tight it was. But yeah, 74 points ensures they survive in the Prem and it's Hampton who will go down. Yep. Yeah. I mean Finchley when the, the, they didn't mess about when they you know when they were chasing the hundred, which I think is sensible. Yeah. And there, were, there was, was a couple of Quick fire knocks there to get them up and running, and they didn't want to be nudging and nerdling their way. And suddenly they're thirty for five, and you know, oh my goodness, all the all the tension really kicks in then. So, classic sort of relegated teams performance in a way. We've been brilliant the last two weeks. I said, beat Ealing, beat North Middlesex, got a strong enough team out on Saturday. Rubbish, um, just just didn't didn't happen, didn't work, and no one really got going. And no respect you to Finchley, they kept their powder dry, and, and they'll be <clears throat> they'll be battling away in the Prem next year. Yeah, no good, good on them. Good luck to them. Yep, absolutely. Joining them, of course, will be Hornsey. We knew that before. 
and Richmond, who were at your gaff, weren't they? They, they played North London and they, they kept their nerve as well. And they'll be returning to the Prem. Yeah, you could win for a match in the end. And what Gary Wicket was a little bit sort of wet slightly on, but again, no excuse from my part. Much, you know, beaten by the much better side. And overall, I think Richmond probably have played a bit of cricket. So on the basis of that, they deserve a return to the Prem. Bowlers out for 88, Keshit Desai, five for 28. Again, it's, it's a low total, but you've got experience with the side. Adam London, 30, 31 off 25 balls not out. Means that Prem cricket's back at Old Departing season. Yeah, we thought they were wobbling a bit, didn't we, at one stage? But yeah. um, ultimately, they have, they, they've got a bit of quality in that unit and they, they, they've come to the party. Your boys still happy with their season? Or, or is, it, is it one that got away? I think it's kind of died a bit, really, in the last sort of two, three weeks in a good position. Obviously, it was in our hands. Yeah, look, you can always reflect on games and situations. We, we've had six no results this year, which is probably more than most clubs. Six um, no results. That's the, yeah. the whole campaign. Wow. Yeah, so, I mean, you get 18 points for those, but, you know, you win two of those and that's another 20 points and you know where you are. So, you know, the weather's not helped us out in that regard. But, you know, they said, Dan, I think the best side's always finishing where they should be. So, congratulations to Richmond. No, I don't think, no, Sal Gretz and I are part of the club or anyone living the club as well. Yeah, that is, I mean, a strongly tale of, of wet woe, isn't it, when you're losing a third of the season? But as you say, plenty of clubs have lost, lost games as well. So, ultimately, Hornby and Richmond probably, probably the best two sides and they deserve to yeah. go up. Now, you had a close look at one of the relegation candidates yesterday. That was Winchmore Hill, right? Because you were umpiring there against Acton and, and Winchmill didn't come through so they'll be, they'll be going down yeah so they had to win so they're just above and below Barnes and they had to win to stay up um, Acton chose to bat first and I think on a wicket that does tend to favour teams batting first James O'Neill as we know doesn't hang around create a quick, and actually he scored 32 it's really important 32 in the end actually looking at the context of the game Tushar Patel scored 49 him and Raj Riker added a valuable sort of partnership in, in the middle of the innings when Atson were sort of struggling at around 56 for five. So all, all that for 166, still had four overs to go. So could have battered the overs out, I suppose. Winchmore found tough, life a bit tough. Wicket was favouring sort of spin. It was quite sort of slow, hard to get away. Bit of a slow start. But it looked a decent position when there was 100 for four until a massive collapse, sort of collapsed 108 for nine. One of the wickets of Jim Gatting's taking like Alex Brennan, Alex Brennan's. Top guy, lovely guy, real sort of Premier League legend. You know, he's been around for a long time. Pleasure to run by him yesterday. And he took the wicket of Jim Gatton, which is his 350th league wicket. He told me he'd been on 349 for around six weeks and it sort of plaguing him and bugging him in the head. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I said to him, not a bad scalp to get him getting Gatton out. And also, he's been playing against him since he was 12 and they never got him out. So, get away with you. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. So he's he never got out Gatton. So obviously, to get him out, was good, but also to make it your 350th wicket in the league is, is you know, obviously even more pleasing. So, yeah, well done to Alex. He joined, uh, he's now in that, you know, I mean, he's in that group of radio spinners who are at the top of the all-time wicket taken in the league. So, he's now on 350. Second innings, yeah, winch four and that massive collapse, but Tipness was still bad. Abe Tipness, very good player, was still in that crease. Nine down, needed 60 to win, and he was doing a really good job, actually. He was sort of like hitting boundaries. Taking single to fifth and sixth will be over. Thought you know, protecting the eleventh batter, Charlie Avent, but in the end, it was a bit too much. Tried to go for a big shot, got caught. So yeah, Barnes, I'm sure we'll be pretty happy with Sahil and his boys for their win against Winchmill, which means now that Winchmill go down, Barnes up, and the Acton boys are sort of celebrating tonight. 
karaoke. Looks like they had a good evening by by some pictures I've seen, and I left them to it because I'm better off speaking on the podcast rather than seeing it at karaoke. I was going to say karaoke, not your thing, sir. Not my thing, but I was just say Hill sounds pretty good. Dad's got a good voice up, okay. The yeah. drummers were pretty good as well, and also they've got a cup final. I mean. They, they've got the cup final to be looking forward to as well. So there was some intensity in their play. It wasn't like, you know, they just turned up and sort of, oh, we saw our last game to let's chill out. You know, players want to go into games in form, having taken wickets, having scored runs. So, you know, they're well prepped for next week's final against Eden. Yep. And in terms of Winchwell Hill, I mean, of course, they had to hope that Barnes got beat and Barnes were playing Hornsey and Barnes did get beat. So it wasn't Winchwell Hill's own hands, right? Yeah. Barnes lost. Two champions more by three wickets. So, uh, I mean, that, I'm not sure what time that game finished, but there was kind of little words flying around and whispers here and there. But which one had to win, yeah. And unfortunately, didn't. So, yeah, they, they go down. And it is fascinating how last days have changed. I remember not so long ago being being sent to a far-flung parts of Middlesex to, 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 to watch a game. So we knew what was going to happen with our opponents on the last day. I couldn't play it at my foot. And you don't need to do that now, would you? Yeah, like all the streams that are out there, you find out the scores very quickly. Yeah, yeah, and also the live scores on, on, on the website, all that pool set up, it makes life really easy for all. It does. Well, it, p- the people will find it very easy to forget how the league's professionalised, basically, and how yeah. easy it is to, to, to do more or less everything. Whereas, you know, back in the day, ringing in results to Don Shelley, so, yeah, you know, exactly. down the line, you know, talking to him about, about it all. I mean, my goodness, that, that feels like a million years ago now. Wonderful job though, that Don did. You know, everything's a bit, a bit slicker these days. If we look at the vision two, well, Wickham House were the second name in the promotion race. They're Kenton already up. They're, they're champions. And Wickham House came through, didn't they? Yeah, so well done. Scored a few runs on the way. Yeah, Hamza Khan in, in his club. Congratulations. Back-to-back promotions along with Kenton. Racked up for a 40 against Enfield. Armand Tor and Hamza both scored 50s. And then the Bistrin cameo. And this was a great knock from Dilish Pereira. 48 off 15 balls. Not hanging about there, is he? And four fours. Really gave the innings a boost towards the end if it needed one. And then for no one near the target, all up to a one. So, yeah, it'll be uh, Wickham House and Kenton who played Division 1 down against Wickham and others. Yeah, a couple, a couple of sides we haven't played for quite a while, so that'd be good. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Local. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I mean Wickham House is a, is a club we've always gotten really well with. So, so you know, definitely looking forward to, you know, to, to, to going there and uh, we'll, we'll, see what that, we'll see what that brings. If we look at the bottom, well, it's Brentham and South Hampstead who are Heading south again, Brentham were playing Indian Gym, t- tough gig. Indian Gym were still in the mix to go up, and they didn't have the greatest of days, did they? No. no. So, uh, the equation was at the start of the play on Saturday morning was obviously two from three. So, three were East Coast, Southampton said Brentham. As you mentioned, Dan, Brentham, the ones who go, who go down. I mean, they managed to bowl out to a kind of from 190, which is probably a decent effort. However, batting just Really found life hard. Full seven all out. It's a big win for Jim Carner. You finish third, and it means that Brentford are going down. And they'll be joined by Southampton, despite winning their game against Wembley. Quite an early finish by the sounds of it. Were pipped. It wasn't take pipped actually. Uh, they they decided to join Brentford because East Coast managed to win against Highgate. Well, they kept the nerve. East Coast didn't they? I mean, yeah, Highgate were getting yeah, close. Yeah. It was. It must have been a few nervy, a few nails being bitten away out in East Coast. They managed to, I mean, Highgate looked strong at one point, one, two, one, two, eight, three, chasing East Coast. I think it was 200 in the end. And Salas and Marlon's found in the mound quite easily for Highgate. But they've got Yuvraj Rodi overseas. He scored 63 earlier on and he bowled out or he got, he took out the wicket of Saman. And then East Coast really sort of dug in and fought back and bowled out Highgate for 184. So they are now 
I'm sure they'll survive one division too. Yeah, I can imagine they'd be pretty happy with that. I think staying up in, in that division will be a big, big thing for them and to hold their nerve in, a, in what sounds like it was a, you know, a really good game of cricket, you know, respect due to, to East Coast. If we move then to Division 3, now this, as we've said, has been the tightest of all the divisions. The Prem was tight, but Division 3 was even tighter. But we did find out last week that Old Eyes would be going up and they played Tonians this week, a side who could also go up if maybe luck shone on them. Now, Actonians won that game, right? So Actonians did all they could to get through. But Ealing Trailfinders won another close game against Alexandra Park to, 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 to snatch that second place, right? Yeah, went two wicket, went for a Trailfinders against AP. So a low-scoring game here. Um, AP all out for 1-2-1. One, one. AP could have gone up if, if, yeah, if okay. various results had gone their way, but obviously yeah. it's not happening. No, they need things to happen to help them out there. Yeah, one to one all out. Cadim their post scored fifty three. Trial finders. I mean, they really have to dig in here. Ninety four for eight, chasing obviously the total of when they so need to add the least number of sort of thirty towards the end. And the pair of Juan Henry and that Cab Ahmed both were heroes, chasing down the target inside thirty three point five overs, eight down. So I'm sure number eleven was getting a bit nervy, padded up, bridge coming Rohan Patel, but wasn't needed. So yeah, as you said, Dan, Ealing trial finders. Swift return back into Division Two. Yep, congratulations to those guys. It is hard to bounce back, but they they've managed to do it. I did hear one story from Division Three that was slightly, slightly well, very disappointing, but definitely bonkers. Actonians turned up to play their game, and it, it looked like overnight someone had, had tried to doctor the wicket. Yeah, we heard about this yesterday. Dan Bob mentioned this to me as well. Yeah, yeah. something to do the ends. I think it was they managed to play the game though. So I'm just some stupid people out there don't get it. Yeah. And I think from what, what I can what I could tell, that the people who tried to doctor the wicket didn't know much about doctoring wickets because no. they dug massive holes next to the stumps, but they dug them on the wrong side. So they didn't actually dig, dig around the bit that was going to be the pitch. There were big holes that were behind the stumps, really, but just yeah. very odd thing to happen. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm pleased that Actonians managed to get the game on and managed to win, but, but even then, just like some folks say, just club going their lives and just go and do that. It's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Talking of crazy, and, and you reminded me of this because SKLP are in this division. It's not actually involving their ones, but their, their threes were playing South Amsterdam threes yesterday, Sal. And I, I got info on, on this game. You know, the, the game itself, you know, reasonably nondescript in the great scheme of things, SKLP beat South Amsterdam threes. But, but AJ Patel got in touch with me. There were 98 extras in the SKLP threes innings. And he, he, he let me know because, of course, you know, he knows that I have sort of, um, yep. yeah, a, a bit of a, a bit of an issue with the amount of wides that get bowled in club cricket. But I almost felt a bit disappointed, Sal. Wouldn't be good to the extras turn up. Is, was it all, was it wides mainly? Or just no, it wasn't all wides, but there were, there were there, I think there were sixty two wides. Wow. So yeah, extras commiserations. Nearly your first century of the season didn't quite um, didn't quite happen. If we look at the bottom of Division Three, only one side going down because Tower Hamlets are no longer with us, and we knew it was going to be the Middlesex Titans because they didn't play yesterday. They would have played Tower Hamlets, but they finished with 52 and they'll be in Division 4 next season. In terms of Division 4, well, Friends United screeching away at the top, although they, they, they did come a cropper yesterday. It didn't matter. They're still miles clear and West yeah. Arrow ended up slipping into second place and they'll be going up. Yeah, they have a bit of a late charge from them. I mean, they do have some quality in their side. We mentioned this previously in the pod. Players have got good experience playing good levels of cricket and 
no, no, Kamish is a great example of that. Now he's actually second leading wicket takers charts in, in the league table, in, in the league website. Sorry, so he certainly knows what he's doing. So yeah, they, 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 they'll be really happy how they how they managed to get the game they missed today. Good win for those guys it means that Best will miss out again. I think Best came third last year. They've come third again this season, so they'll be again next season looking to go one better. Yeah, so which we back was how two eight four for seven against the Lanka Lions. When you post that kind of score, you really got to be thinking, you know, it's our day today, isn't it? And I think what's the case for them. Runs here for Canal Kotavadi, 79, and Priyank Patel, 58. Divyang Patel opened a batter score, 72. And then, I mean, they've also got Mebu Ali. Now, this is Mebu Ali that I don't know of. He's played a regular level cricket, I think, played for Wickham House. Very canny left arm spinner. He took five, 37. Lanka Lions, all out for 91. So, yeah, those guys have been delighted with their end of the season. Yeah. I mean, and as you say, 284, you're going to win a lot of games when you score 284 runs batting first. Bedsborough, they, they've just got to start this late season surge a bit yeah. earlier next year. They've had two, two and two where they've come through like a juggernaut, but I've just about missed out. Looking at the other end, Ian Williams will be, will be going down, but they, they recovered from last week's saga where they had to concede a game just 20 minutes before it was started because of internal disagreements. So so they, they came through well, didn't they, this week? How they managed to get 302, a 38.20 good season they had is, is I mean, a fantastic effort from them, isn't it, really? So many no, no one's seen old yeah. Was it the guys who were arguing with each other last week? Or was this a new set yeah. of people? Who knows? Maybe they've made up. Maybe oh. Kiston made up and everyone's happy and they're going to look forward to their season now. But yeah, to post that kind of total, I mean, Crazy. Mirza Ahmed, 147, which is obviously not a bad knock at all. So they can at least have some positivity going into next season if there is any in that club. I'm sure they need some. Yeah, I mean, 302 again, you know, bombastic score. So you're going to win a lot of games with that. But they were too far behind and, and they are, I think they, they, they're, they're gaining on for 30 points behind below leather. But I'm sure they'll regroup and fingers crossed they can have a bit more, a bit more of a positive 2024. Division 5, it's so we're going to be lifting the pot when it's presented at the at the annual dinner, right? They've they've won the title. Yeah, this is a really good performance actually. They they managed to beat uh, North London Muslims who have been a strong side this season. Didn't notice on the scorecard that Imran Muller, the guy who gets all the runs from Muslims, was not playing. Mm. So Fabian Filey took four for ten, all out for seventy five, and then the Capstanians reached their target in under twenty overs. So yeah, good win for those guys. Title in the bag. Well done to those. To the club and everyone there who links to the guys, and again, this is this is a real sort of tight at the top, wasn't it? We had two sides sort of going head to head quite well here in terms of who, who wins the title. Finished challenges, finished second, but they're really proud of their points they've amassed. 144 points. Most years will bring the league title. So, well, most years uh, it win you the league by by a distance, yeah, wouldn't it? Exactly. Mm. So they can be a bit unfortunate there, but still, yeah, there was some positivity in the fact that we they'll be going up into doing doing yeah. four. Yeah, you're not going to have any of this did the best two sides go up narrative in this division. No, not <laughs> they definitely did because they are, you know, they're a pinner of 42 points clear of North London Muslims in in third. And and when Imran Muller doesn't play, North London Muslims are a different outfit, aren't they? So yeah. they'll be, I think they'll be pretty pleased with third. But if he's not there, they, they, they don't win as frequently as, as they do when he plays. So well done to them as well. That's, that's an improvement on last season. Now, Sal, take a deep breath. We're going to Division 6. Yeah, I saw it, Dan. I saw yep. it last night. And the standings I mean, will be in Division Com- 6 next season. They won't well, be in Division I mean, 5. Beaten comprehensively as well, though. It wasn't, it's a, a close run affair. It was actually a trouncing here, really. It was a trouncing, yeah. Yeah. 
United Sporting Club CC. They posted 3 1 4 for 9 in their innings. Salas can put up some big scores. They've got a record, they've got a record, but they've got a big score, I think, last season this year. But 164 all out. And it means that United Sporting, totally United, United Sporting Club are champions and will be playing in Division 5. And they'll be joined by South Farrow, who they picked by one point. South Farrow, their game was actually Harry then conceded Friday night, I think it might have been. Yep. They obviously get the points for that, which means that Stadler's have blown it and we have to try again next season. I'm not sure if I'll be supporting them again because I think two years they've let me down. So. It's been too emotional. It's been too emotional. Be, yeah, I can't hope, Dan. Too much for me on Saturday even. So, yeah, Knights Sporting Club, South Farrow. I mean, that's close. One point deciding who, who, who won the title there. So, well done to those two guys. Yeah, two I mean, and again, this, with the standing, it's never dull. You know, you never quite know what's going to happen. But clearly, when they, when they get it right, they're, they're a force of nature. We just couldn't quite get it right in week 18. A couple of games in Division 7, all was already sorted there. But the Desperados definitely definitely came out top in, in the battle of the top two. Yeah, I'd be interested in the next team, actually. They've had a really strong year this, haven't they? They've won the division quite easily, really. I mean, almost, what, 50-point margin, over 50 points, actually. So it'd be interesting how they cope in Division 6. Are they one of them sides who, you know, playing a bit too... At low level than they should be. So I'll be keeping an eye on those guys next season and see how they how they progress as the season develops in, in 2024. Well don't at their points total as well, Sal, because yeah. they they've got 119 points from 12 games. Yeah. So they they they've basically right. played every week, right? And and won more or less every week. So they they've they've dodged the showers or or maybe they just played through the showers. But that that is that is an impressive total. Had they had an 18 game season that they're on for 200 points. Yeah, they had won no result. Yeah, so beyond that, they won 11 games of cricket this year, which is very impressive. impressive. Impressive indeed. Now, in terms of highs and lows for the week, we have no records broken this week in terms of season highs and lows, but definitely a few notable numbers. Yeah, so Wickham House, 340 for five against Enfield in Division 2. The highest and the lowest was Brent Firm in, in the same division. 47 all out against Indian Jim Carner. Yeah, all happening in Division 2 on Saturday in terms of highs and lows. Around the league, there was there was one score that that, that, that beat that, wasn't there? Yeah, K plus for 11, 365 for 9, playing which way holds 5th 11, who mustered 193 in response in Division 6A. And again, the lowest score actually in the league was actually Brent from first level against Jim Carner in Division 2. Yep, yep. So to, to, to look at our season records, I mean, the, the, these haven't changed for a little bit because some, some of them are, you know, not quite in unbeatable territory, but the highest score in the league this year in first team cricket was Stallions with 434 for eight. That was against Harrow Millennium, who of course ultimately went down on the 10th of June. The lowest score in the league, Brentham, who of course had a bit of a nightmare on Saturday with 47. They, they scored 30, but they had an even worse performance against Enfield on the 8th of July. The Stallion score is the highest in any of the 20 plus divisions. And um, there is a, a worse score than, than Brentham's 30. That was New Caledonians twos, who got beat by Bahani seconds way back on the 15th of July. So 434 the highest, 26 the lowest. You know, there is chalk and cheese in plentiful supply there. Looking beyond the league, there's still some cup action to be talked about. In fact, it's quite, it's quite interesting cup action ahead next week, right? Yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's a finals weekend. The night from Saturday sees the trophy final. Harrowtown are hosting the Indies in Kana in that, in that fixture. Play starts at 11 a.m., so if we're in the area, pop down. Should be an intriguing, intriguing clash, actually. Jim Carner be obviously disappointed they haven't got promotion. So, and then the season with a, with, a, with a trophy to cap up with actually what's been a good year. You know, they've been up there for most of the season, 
just dropped away in the last two or three weeks. But there's some good players in this side, and they'll definitely give Harris Van a good game. Who actually do we do know love the, the Yovis format? They're very strong in that kind of format, so it will be a tough one. But you know, Jim Carn have got enough players in their side so you can win them games of cricket. And then the following day on the Sunday, the date's been changed slightly from the Saturday, so the tenth sees the, the league final, so the League Cup final. Ealing will be hosting Acton at Ealing frequency to hosting so that's 11 o'clock start as well a bit with David versus Goliath which you hear but I think you know Acton have got enough good players in their side to really give you in the game and you know even put them under pressure during the day you know James O'Neill Raj Riker so he'll see himself to captain if he was in the guide in the side good experience as well and playing sort of good level of cricket even obviously could they become the first team to win the same trophy in the same year which would be an interesting thing to do for those guys so that's come up. And also looking to the future, yesterday Ealing under-13s played the National T20 final against Didsbury, which you tell me is in Manchester Town on that area, at Lords, and they won. So what well done to Ealing under-13s. They were chasing 99, 54 for one at one point, and then they collapsed 98 for nine, but they got home. So well done to everyone at Ealing who works with these young players and Will Epsom and you know, maybe potential superstars within the ranks in that side. Oh, that's fantastic. I didn't realise that the under-13 national final was played at Lord's House. What a great occasion for the kids. It is great. Yeah. I mean, I did the regionals, actually, and I saw some of these guys first-hand. There's some very good players on their side. Um, so, they, yeah, so, they said, great day out for them, and even better, having won the competition. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and Disbury, yeah, that, that'll be Manchester. That's uh, a decent part of Manchester. And, uh, you know, I'm sure they'll have enjoyed their day, even as they, they, they came second. I mean, right, fantastic to, to be able to walk out and play a proper cup final at Lords when you're, you're 12 or 13 years old. So, so brilliant stuff. Going back to the cup finals, where's your, where's your money then? Ealing, Ealing or Acton? Tough one. Yeah, I mean, as I just said, Acton still... to me like they've got a, cup, a few cup players in there, people who could rise to a big occasion. Listen, they've definitely got players who can win a game for them. As I said, James O'Neill, when he gets found, a joy to watch. He's a, you know, he's a, I mean, him and Ollie Wilkin are racing match, you know how they play. Very aggressive, likes to just take teams on and put them on the back foot early on. So if James bats 20 overs or more, then it's, he actually will have a good score. But there's other side in the side as well who can play with his side. He'll the captain, we know about him. Bowling-wise, I think they're okay as well. Alex Brennan will, will hopefully be playing for them as well. He's, he's a decent spinner. I think we'll go reading home advantage, just having that extra bit of, I don't know, experience maybe. I mean, it also depends on availability, doesn't it? I know it's on the Sunday, so have some of the sort of players who play overseas gone home. I don't know. Uh, but reading have got more to say for us ever now, you would think they should just be a bit too strong for acting. But as I yep. said, I think they're quite a close game. Yeah, my, my feeling was, you, 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 you know, you're looking at the side, you think, well, Ealing are a Premier League club who, who could have won the league. Didn't quite, but they could have done. They weren't a million miles off, so they've got to be favourites. But I think Acton will be turning up thinking they've got nothing to lose. And uh, my, my advice to anybody listening is if you're around, if, if, if you've not got much on on Sunday, then pop down because it, it could well be a pretty exciting game of cricket. How about Harrowtown? Harrowtown Indian Jim? I'm going to Harrowtown. I run by them a couple of times this year. I've actually done Jim Condor, but I just think Harrowtown, they, they love this format of cricket. It's what, they, what they're, they're really strong at. And they've got, again, Sandro Mishra, fantastic cricketer, great all-rounder. Decent spin attack as well. I think this their depth might be a difference in terms of they probably bat lower down, have more bowling options. Whereas Jim kind of probably have got some excellent players in their side, and we do know that. It's just that they have the depth that Harrowtown have as the game goes deep. Yeah, I think that's that's fair call as well. I go Harrowtown as favourites, but Indian Jim, something about a bit of a jack in the box side. Not totally sure what's going to happen with them, but they've got a few players who've got ability to 
to turn in big performances. And I've got a feeling they'll be turning up. They'll be turning up to win. They, 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 they'll be they'll be oh, up yeah. for it. And um, yeah, it'll be a good game of cricket. Absolutely, it will. Good, a good way to end the season. I, I like this idea. Of the dogs, Dan. So the weather's set fair, I think, for the next few days. So hopefully, good day weather-wise as well. Yeah, well, it's really good to hear that. The last thing we want is a ten-hour, ten-over shootout, or or even worse, an abandonment. So yeah, good, good, good way to round off the season. There are other finals out there. There's an MDL final incoming. Is that right? It's happening today. There's two NBA finals taking place. So you've got uh, the so, but the finals is out. Then yeah. Okay. Yeah, Stanmore playing Richmond at the moment, which again goes to show both sides. We've had a great season in terms of senior on the senior front. Stanmore in the league, Richmond coming up. So that goes to show you invest these young players. It does, you know, come up trumps in the end. And the Shield, which is like the sort of plate version of it, I think Barnes are currently playing Hampton. So next week we should have an idea who won these and we can report back. Cool. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep an eye on those. Um, moving forward with the podcast, so we obviously won't be chatting every week about all things cricket but the plan is to have probably maybe one podcast a month through the winter is that right yeah i think next week we'll probably try and get some from stanmore maybe it'd be nice to have some from stanmore yep. on who can talk about the season and then after yeah, we'll try and sort of progress once once a month during the winter yeah um, and if people have yeah. ideas about things they might like to hear us banging on about then then hit us with them you know we're open to all all suggestions aren't we yeah definitely get in touch i mean it's great we had some great feedback last week from last week's pod i was even told about by one of the front of the umpires about one of the regs I didn't read up on properly, which is always good. So it's always good to remind about certain things. So yeah, as I said, we will, we'll keep chipping away during the winter and then normal service will resume back in April. Fantastic. And I take a deep breath in asking this, but your Saturday afternoons, the next 34 weeks, I guess the next next week may well perhaps involve a cup final, maybe. I might, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Dan, it's getting a bit grim. Does Ikea beckon? Could be. Actually, <laughs> the one I spoke to is closed now. They're opening one on Oxford Street, so I might have to pop that one instead. But yeah. Um, if the weather's okay, that mind. That's when the weather gets grim. I'm not a big fan of grim weather. And that's when the doom and doom sets in. Feels 34 weeks. That feels like a very, very long time. How many it is, Dan? Yeah, it is. Till the league season starts again. But we will we will get through it, I'm sure. And as I say, if folks have got ideas about things they want to listen to on the pod, then hit us with them. Are you standing again this season, Sam? Have you got any more appointments? I might do the odd friendly here and there, but in terms of anything I've been sort of asked to do, I'm done now. The league is now... Mm. As you said, I've had a good season as well. So, just thanks to all my colleagues I've stood with and all the clubs have been really hospitable. Get well looked after yesterday. A load of pizzas given to me, which is great. John Reed was here supplying me copious amounts of pizza. I can um, John Reed supplying pizza, never. Yeah, and no, I love Yeah, he was there. He's, he's good. I mean, I just want to say, actually, Acton, they've done a great job at that pavilion. I know the work. I've not seen it. It's yeah, nice, it's, it? it's great. It's a great, great pavilion. The work I and mean, the sort of style he was about yesterday and the money they've had to sort of like raise and. It's a great facility there, so they've done really well. So I'm really happy they've got that set up there. And I said they had a good night, the guys, last night. So, yeah, as I said, thanks to everyone who's up to after me this year. Every game we go to, you get players mentioning the pod umpires and spectators talking about it. So did a good job, Dan. And again, also Eugene as well. I think behind the scenes, no one knows what he does, but he does an immense part of work, load of work that no one knows about. I mean, that mean you know about Dan, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and also during the walk, he did it during the walk, which is a fantastic effort as well. So... Well, you Eugene, beat me to it there. I was going to say, it's me and you do the talking, but Eugene Berger produces every single one of these podcasts, including when he's he's walking over the Pennines and listening to us and doing the editing while he's on the move. I mean, this, this is ridiculous level of commitment. So fair play to Eugene Berger from Twickenham for, for all the efforts he puts in and, and to the league for supporting us in our in our endeavours, yeah. really. I mean, the league with the ties and committee does so much work, again, that people are not aware of. We, we're not even aware of it, I suppose. There's yeah. two people who have a podcast about it. So... Lots of people in that committee who, who work tirelessly during the season to make sure we get the game played and everything's run properly. So, you know, well done to those guys as well. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. So go well then in these in the remaining sort of post-season games that you're umpiring and we'll we'll touch base next week and, and hear about these cup final. Definitely Dan. Take it, enjoy LA. Okay, cheers mate. Speak to you soon. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.